Blog Talk Radio. Eighteenth edition of the Feuerstein's Fire American Soccer Show. I'm your host, Daniel Feuerstein. I'll give you the American perspective of our clubs, leagues, players, national team, and other fabulous moments. Get your daily reading from me and other writers over at Beyond the Ninety at BeyondThe90.substack.com and locally on the New York Red Bulls at, New, at Red Bull Network. Excuse me, Red Bull News Network. But as always, this show is dedicated to the American game from top to bottom. Chat room is open. Come on in. Discuss amongst yourselves if you like. You have a question for me. I'll try to answer it to the best of my ability. And tonight, this is the first of two shows recapping the 2024 U.S. Open Cup qualification rounds. 99 clubs from 23 states and the District of Columbia. Four rounds of fun to get 11 amateur sides to reach the first round and the first round draw of the 2024 U.S. Open Cup proper tournament. Once again, amateur teams from across this nation, across our land, fighting, whether it be through three or four full rounds of knock them out drag them out competition to have the opportunity to battle against either themselves, clubs from the USL League 2, the National Premier Soccer League, the champion of the US Adult Soccer Association and the spring champion of the United Premier Soccer League. What we have here once again, ladies and gentlemen, are these amateur teams that went through the grueling process. The grueling process to the promised land. And to the promised land, they have landed. They celebrated, whether it was at home or they traveled to their destination to qualify for the Open Cup. For the last several years, ever since they started with the qualification rounds for these amateur teams of the U.S. Open Cup, I have tried to be there to support the amateur teams that are fighting, scratching, and clawing their way to get to this moment, to give these clubs their moment in the spotlight before they start playing these matches and after they play these matches. Because very soon, when we get that handbook ready for the 2024 proper tournament, and when we find out when the draw is, That's when the start of the real fun begins. It does not matter if it is the FA Cup in England 
Scottish FA Cup in Scotland, the Coupe de France, the Coppa Italia, the Coupe del Rey, the DKB Pokal in Germany. Knockout Cup competition are the legends that are created that makes the attempts to call that club David when they try to knock out a Goliath. In 2022, it was the Sacramento Republic from USL Championship. From the second round all the way to the finals, sadly falling on the road to Orlando City. Last year, it was the Pittsburgh Riverhounds and the Birmingham Legion going all the way to the quarterfinals, unfortunately falling to the eventual semifinal matchup that was FC Cincinnati hosting Lionel Messi and Inter Miami. And now, clubs that you and I know so well, whether they are new or old or just coming back into this wonderful thing we call Open Cup qualifying and back into the opening round of the tournament for next year, which will be in March, they come back to discuss why the Open Cup matters. Why the Open Cup they want to believe in, that they want to be a part of. And why they want to have the opportunity to face the big boys in the professional levels of American soccer leagues. When they are drawn, and when we find out when that draw date will be, after they battle each other in the opening round, they will move on to face clubs in USL League Two, excuse me, USL Championship, USL League One, and NISA. And then they'll move on to the third round where they will face 75% of Major League Soccer. And then the hope that they'll face the final 25% or the winners of round three in the fourth round. Scout football competition is where it's at, ladies and gentlemen. This wonderful tournament that we start all over again in March is something that I am excited to watch, to get on my computer, and to basically see what goes on for all of us, and we are going to watch what is going to happen. Will someone move on and then make a run? 
because the last amateur team to make a damn good run into this tournament as we go back to 2017, Christos FC, that began in the opening round, knocked off in the Richmond Kickers, also defeating Chicago United FC, had an early lead on DC United. It got equalized, but within the remaining 10 to 15 minutes of the match, the dam broke and they could not continue. But their names are etched as legends of this cup competition. Amateur team attempting knockouts. We don't know how far they would have gotten past the fourth round in that tournament edition. Who knows if they would have advanced to the next round. We don't know. I don't know. You don't know. But they could do it again. Teams representing the states of Maryland, Florida, Massachusetts, Pennsylvania, South Carolina, California, Illinois, Texas, and Colorado will be joining me for two consecutive nights, tonight and tomorrow night, here on the Feuerstein's Fire American Soccer Show as we recap 11 clubs that advanced to the first round proper of the 2024 U.S. Open Cup. And before they get to play those games in March on the 19th through the 21st, they they get their first opportunity to see who they will face the draw. When the draw is announced, get ready for the fun. Because that, my friends, is when the party will begin. Once again, the opening round will be on March 19th through the 21st. And the good thing about the, this time with the match calendar for the Open Cup, the majority of these rounds will not be interfered with the CONCACAF Champions Cup. Unfortunately, though, unfortunately, though, second through the fourth, that is the only time the Open Cup will be interfered with during the first leg of the, of the round of 16 excuse me, in the quarterfinals, I should say, in the quarterfinals of the CONCACAF Champions Cup. So just be prepared for that. And hopefully that's the only time there will be any form of interference between the two competitions. Because, as we've already said, This is the fun, folks. 
This is the fun. And I cannot wait till we get there. Can uh, get this situation taken care of. That we have a lot of fun. And I know for a fact, folks, you're going to enjoy it. I'm going to enjoy it. And it should be a lot of fun. So we're going to get ready. And you know what? Let's go ahead and have some fun. Let's enjoy it, as always. The U.S. Open Cup qualifying round one review. These five clubs representing the eastern end of the country. And then tomorrow, we will have most of the country in the east, the central, south, west. It's going to be exciting. I cannot wait. And you know what? We are going to enjoy tonight's show and tomorrow night's show. Let's go ahead. Let's get this party started and let's go ahead and talk about it. The 2024 U.S. Open Cup qualifying review show number one tonight, show number two tomorrow it is going to be exciting. It is going to be awesome. I cannot wait. Let's go ahead and get ready for my first guest. As we get ready for the show, my first guest tonight is the head coach of Christos FC. This is Mr. Drew Belcher of Christos FC as he's about to call in. Get ready for tonight's show to recap Christos FC's qualification to the first round of the U.S. Open Cup. Drew, welcome tonight to the show, and how are you, sir? Fantastic. How are you? Doing excellent. Congratulations qualifying for the first, for the uh, 2024 U.S. Open Cup. Christos has returned, and boy, it feels great to see a club like Christos returning to the party. Well, we're certainly glad to get that ticket to come back. I can tell you that right now. It's been a minute, so we're, we're definitely excited for this next run. Absolutely. If I can ask you this, obviously the 2017 season uh, in the Open Cup for Christos really put the club on the map. And obviously 
your predecessor at that time, Larry Sancombe, was running that club, and now you are running the club currently here in Christos. And how much are you reminded about that adventure back in 2017? And, and what does that mean for you when you got to try to maybe equalize the level of where Christos went to what you're going to do now? Well, you know, it's it's everything that this club is is based off of that run, right? I mean, it's 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 what it is, um, and it, it, it's a great question because it's the 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 burden to carry that the load and the expectation is heavy on our back. I can tell you that right now. Um, you know, everybody in the in the city knows Christos. Um, any like we have practices right now. We're running a training session, and I got kids from Celta Vigo. I got kids from Chile. I've got a whole bunch of guys who are just coming in because they know what that is. They know what Christos is about. They know that badge, and they all want to be a part of it. So to carry on that tradition is heavy. Um, but I can say it's 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 pretty good and pretty not easy. But it's you know the commitment to get the players um, and because they're excited to play is is kind of easy because they want to play with that badge. They want to play with Christmas. So even though it is tough to keep up what we did and, and try to equal what we were, um, it's, it's, it's exciting because there are a bunch of players that still want to continue on with that tradition. What does it mean to you when obviously everyone still talks about the big uh, opening goal against DC United yeah. in that fourth round yeah. over at Boyd Soccerplex that uh, yeah. has been discussed at nauseum? I admit, I go to YouTube yeah. and I love seeing that <laughs> clip, no matter what angle it's yeah. on. When you, yeah. what does that yeah. mean for you when you when you hear about that? I mean, Mamadou hitting that, that, that free kick, uh, just, I mean, it's just unbelievably special. And, and you can tell by the moment he hit it when he ran to that corner where all of the Christos fans and those yellow shirts are just running down and meeting them and just celebrating that moment. Um, it's talked about all the time. <laughs> I mean, it's wherever we go, you know, um, you know, I've been with Christos now 10, 15 years and, you know, since this point of that goal, it's, it's, it's everything. I mean, Mamadou put it on the map. Everybody um, enjoyed that moment. It was unbelievable. Um, and for us, it's how do we replicate that? How do we get four rounds in us in, you know, in this next year? That's the question. Absolutely. Nope, absolutely. And, of course, uh, in my opinion, I think you already answered that question. You qualified for the 2024 edition, and it should be a lot of fun uh, when we find out who you'll be drawn with once uh, mm -hmm. that announcement has been made by the Open Cup Committee, and we'll find out sometime next year. Let's go ahead and right. review uh, your matches. Obviously, uh, Christos FC gets a first-round bye, uh, so you yep. don't have to worry about that in September. You do play yep. the Agen Hawks, of course, uh, the well-famous Agen Hawks in the Maryland, D.C., Virginia area, but you yep. really blitzed them hard, 5-0 in that second round. What was that like to uh, get that victory at that time in October? Well, yeah, you know, um, the year before, we had a, a first-round bye as well. Uh, and then we played DCFC. Um, we didn't give up a shot. We gave up a PK. And then we lose in those PKs. So coming into this, again, second-round match, I ain't going to lie, I was nervous. Uh, you know, I was like, you know, what, what do I need to do? What do we need to do to change to ensure that, you know, we can advance? And we're playing a quality team. Uh, fantastic team, fantastic organization. They've been around for years. In fact, we actually beat them uh, 3-1 on our uh, 2000, 
17 trip um, in the first round. We took them out. So walking into that match, you know, we knew they had a couple of DC United guys. Uh, we knew they were, they were quality. Um, and, you know, I didn't have a full squad, which probably was okay because, you know, everybody knew they were going to play in this match. And um, I tell you what, man, right off the jump, uh, we were going. Uh, and I was kind of shocked and surprised, uh, really. And, I mean, Alex Lee broke down that right wing and got us a quick goal um, and just kind of settled everybody's nerves. And then from then it was, you know, there's touch and go for a minute here and there. Um, they had a great opportunity to make it 1-1. And Dan came up with an unbelievable save. I mean, it was an unbelievable save. He went left to right all the way across. And literally, you know, soccer, the moment we got that save, we just drove it right back down and ended up scoring and made it 2-0. And, you know, almost at the end, that was kind of lights out. Um, banged one in with about 45 seconds left in the, in the first half. And that was kind of all she wrote. So it was... I was nervous, we were, you know, just from what had happened the year before. But, you know, the boys, you know, they took it and, and they ran with it and, and they did what we were supposed to do. So it was a great game. It was a great match. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, of course, your third-round match in November was against Steel Pulse. Now, I know very well how competitive the Maryland State Soccer Association clubs are in the amateur yep. level. Um, it's a yep. knock them out, drag them out fight. But for yep. those of us that are not, for those that are not familiar with Maryland amateur soccer, though, uh, it was a one-one draw through regulation extra yep. time, and you did defeat yep. them five-four uh, in penalties. Okay. What was that okay. like for you guys yeah. to battle against them? So, you know, um, the funny thing is, you know, literally four weeks prior, uh, we played them in the league match, um, and we didn't bring anybody for that game. Uh, in fact, I actually had to play in that match, which we don't want to see a 50-year-old guy playing in that. I can say that right now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm putting money down on you, man. <laughs> oh, well, you know, you go watch that game. I actually smoked some dude in the middle, like, hey, 50-year-old boys, we can't move, but we can sure hit. Um, but we got smacked. <laughs> I mean, we got, we got, once I pulled, once I got out, you know, I tell you what, it was still a good game up until I got pulled in about 70s minute. My own coach, me pulled myself out and, uh, it kind of went downhill after that. But, you know, we play these guys two, three, four, five times. We played them in state finals last year in January. Um, we tangle with them all the time. So we knew what we were going to expect and it, we were going to expect a fight, um, because it's tough. Those dudes are no joke over there. They're well-oiled. They're well-machined. Um, and to your point, you know, I grew up in Colorado. And, uh, you know, I heard growing up the Bays, you know, they were the Bays were good when we were kids and such like that, you know. And this is, you know, 1992, 91, you know. So um, coming over here, you know, you don't hear much about Baltimore soccer. But now that I'm in it and live it, dude, it's no joke. Uh, there's, there's so many great players here. There's, you know, and, and Steel Pulse grab some of those guys down from D.C., which, you know, there's, you know, with, with the government and all the jobs down there, there's so many foreign nationals, so many players down here. Um, you know, the top four or five teams could, could beat anybody. Uh, I, I guarantee you that. Um, so looking towards that match, we knew it was going to be a fight. It was a fight, no different than what we do every week with them and every time we play them. And, you know, Michael and Steel Pulse, uh, class organization, uh, and, you know, our boys did what they were supposed to do. Brian Graham hit that free kick monster goal with about 80th at the 80th minute to tie it. And then, you know, PKs, that's, uh, I don't, no one likes going to PKs and it's unfortunate the way that happens. Um, 
but you know we we got what we needed and you know we advanced on yes you did so you do the trifecta you defeat the Agen hawks in the dc area you feat you defeat the the brethren of maryland and steel pulse yep. now you got to yep. go on the road against nova fc of course northern virginia fc and yet yep. eke them out 1-0 to go the opening round, how difficult was that match? And when they find, and when you guys scored that goal, what was the uh, elation like? Well, you know, let's back up to the summer when we played Nova in the USL two, um, and we had two tough games uh, with them. Um, they, we had them at home. Um, we were beating them. I think maybe two, two nil, two one, something like that. We were winning, and we just made two bad passes and. The dude that was on their team, he hit a like, probably a 45-yard goal uh, outside of the right boot um, and just chipped everybody. And it was it was fantastic play on their part. You know, they did a great job in the USL too. So for me, being on that coaching staff, it left a bitter taste. Uh, I ain't gonna lie. And so when we walked into this match, we were, you know, had a little bit of chip on our shoulder. We got to make sure we get this, you know, revenge a little bit. You know, exactly what happened to us and. Walking into that match, I mean, it was it was great. Um, they're a quality organization, great coach, uh, great team. And, um, you know, the first 15 minutes, uh, I, I ain't going to lie, I don't know how we were going to get out of that match. Uh, we really couldn't string much together that first 15. They pinned us all the way in. And once we finally got a little bit of the rhythm of the match, uh, we started to put some things together. We definitely had the better of the part of the 30 minutes. Um, missed a few chances. I thought we, we should have gone up one or two, uh, but credit to them. And uh, maybe we need to practice on shooting as well. Uh, we missed, missed a couple. Uh, went into halftime, made a couple adjustments. Um, and again, come back out. Man, they, they, they were strong again. First 15 minutes, man, we had us pinned. And uh, again, we found a little bit more of the rhythm. And, you know, once that moment happened, when, when Clement popped up, um, you know, the play was weird. It was just kind of a miscommunication between their goalie and their defender. And I don't, you know, looking back at it, I don't know who should have done what between those two, but they both kind of hesitated. And then Clement just snuck in and, oh, it was great when he put that thing in the net, does his little backflip and, you know, away we go. And away you go and off you go to the opening round of the U.S. Open Cup. Does it matter to you who you are facing? Obviously, it's either going to be a USL League Two team or mm-hmm. it could be an NPSL team or maybe right. another uh, amateur side. We'll find out when that happens. But does it matter who you face in the opening round? Because obviously, the second round will be against a professional side, whether it be USL yeah. Championship, League One, or NISA. Yeah, you know, no, um, you know, just the way the the way we roll at all levels, you know, I'm not going to lie, 20s, 30s, 40s, and our 50s, you know, we take on everybody. Um, it don't matter. We're going to show up. We're going to bring our best. And at the end, I think we might win um, just for what the belief that we have. So, no, we don't we don't fear anybody. And, and to be honest with you, I'm sure a lot of clubs maybe not want to play us in that next round. Um, I don't think they, they want to tangle with, with what we've got uh, because we will get better. Um, you know, we've got some of those seniors graduating, seniors in college and such. Um, so hopefully we can backfill this, this, this squad and, you know, be even way better than we were this past fall. You know, we're looking to rearm ourselves and, and get definitely better. So let me ask you this. 
If you're going to be playing any home games, we'll be back at Boys, and will we see the return of those neon green shirts <laughs> with their games are streamed by, their, by those fans of yours? I mean, how many school buses were allowed? Five, ten, twenty? I think the entire <laughs> exactly. town was at Boyd's that day. And the little yep. speck of black in yep. the midfield on the opposite side from the camera was like unbelievable. Yep. Are we going to have another yep. one like that again? I, you know, I, I would hope in the first round, if we could get that, we, we should be able to fill some seats. Um, I think, you know, the noise that we're going to generate, hopefully with all the Maryland Cup runs starting in January, um, we'll just kind of continue all the way through and we're just going to build all that momentum. And, you know, most, most people in Maryland love Christos. You know, they're, they're, the, they're the club, they're the state club. Um, so we'll definitely get some out. I'll have to talk with, uh, with the guys at Rebel Sports to uh, get us some shirts, and, and I know they'll definitely do that. So uh, we'll maybe not, maybe not go neon. Maybe we'll get a different color, but uh, just as bright, though, definitely. Belcher, ladies and gentlemen, head coach of Christos FC. Drew, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for joining me tonight, and good luck once we find out who you'll be drawn with in the 2024 U.S. Open Cup. I appreciate it, sir, and uh, hopefully we'll have this conversation after we play and uh, hope it's a toast of a win, so we're looking forward to that. Absolutely. You have a good night, and thank you once again. Oh, I appreciate it, sir. Talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, that is Mr. Drew Belcher from Christos FC as he talks about his club qualifying for the 2024 U.S. Open Cup. Now, just waiting for my next guest to join me tonight. This is it'll be Mr. John Ashley uh, of Floridian Amateur Club, called FC America CFL Spurs, meaning Central Florida, I believe. So we're just waiting for Mr. Ashley to join me tonight to uh, hopefully talk about his club as we get ready to talk about uh, more Open Cup qualifying. And so we'll have to wait and see when he comes on. But, you know, you love seeing these newer clubs coming in. You love seeing these clubs absolutely coming in and being a part of the U.S. Open Cup. Because for the first time, you know, this is a new club coming in. And, uh... Love seeing new opportunities for new teams coming in and uh, getting their shot, as they say, you know, these virgins coming in. So we'll see what happens uh, from them, and we'll see what happens moving forward. But once again, ladies and gentlemen, It's just a lot of fun to see what will be happening with when a new club like FC America, CFL Spurs, qualifies for the U.S. Open Cup. And it's going to be exciting when we get there. So let's just go ahead and review quickly. Uh, where where FC America, CFL Spurs uh, got to where they are, of course, in the opening round of the U.S. Open Cup. Uh, And once again, uh, they did also have a first-round bye. Most of these teams in tonight's show had a first-round bye uh, to play 
in the second round in October, so no matches for them in September. And it is, of course, in October, round two, they took on Deportivo Lake Mary, and that was a destruction. They blasted them on the road at Lake Mary by a final of eight goals to nil. So we'll see, you know, what they do, of course, in the, you know, that one. As they move on to the next round, which would be in November, they took on, on the road, Harbor City FC. And that one was a tough one. That was an edging one for a 1-0 victory by Harbor City. So And uh, they will be moving on to face another Florida team uh, called, I hope I pronounce it correctly, and if Mr. Ashley does come on, uh, hopefully uh, it is uh, correct in the pronunciation, Leg AZ World FC. And they hosted that one, but they handled them Um, they were able so with a 4-1 victory at home against Leg AZ World FC for FC America CFL Spurs they advanced to the first round draw of the U.S. Open Cup. Still waiting for Mr. John Ashley to uh, come on and discuss the club and, you know, we'll keep the lines open for him to come on and hopefully he will and we'll see what happens. But for FC America, CFL Spurs, they were able to advance into the opening round of the Open Cup and that's a great thing for them. Uh, Brockton FC United or Brockton United FC, excuse me, they advanced to the Open Cup once again in consecutive years. And they, too, got a first-round bye in the qualifying. One moment, please. I might have to sneeze here. I don't want to, but it looks like I'm not going to. Good. So, you know, the one thing about Brockton, ladies and gentlemen, is that we'll always remember them for the crazy, nutty final-round game where they hosted, or excuse me, yeah, they hosted uh, Chicago House AC, and it was a late afternoon match, and unfortunately, it went into extra time and penalties, and the lights did not go on, because apparently the people who run the park did not arrive, nor did they bother to turn on the lights or set the timer to put the lights on. So basically the match was won in the twilight in penalties that knocked out Brockton FC and gave Chicago House that big moment qualify for the U.S. Open Cup last year. But once again, 
big moment there. Brockton uh, FC from Massachusetts. They get back on their horse. And it is a first-round bye in September. They were traveling. All three games were were travel games. So they defeated Omens FC by a final of of, uh, three goals to nil in the second round. Then they traveled in the third round to take on Fialenze and defeated them three goals to two. And finally, a crazy match in the fourth and final round against three-time Open Cup champions in the New York Principian Freedoms over at St. John's University at their soccer field. And it was a penalty that gave Brockton the 1-0 lead in regular, at the, towards the end of regulation time. And then all of a sudden, all the goals came later on in second half stoppage time. The Pancyprian Freedoms equalized to make it 1-1. But then two more goals converted by Brockton. And they qualified for the Open Cup, defeating the New York Pancyprian Freedoms by a final of three goals to one. Another Pennsylvanian side that is always dangerous in the amateur levels, Vereengung Erzgeberg. They advanced to the opening round of the Open Cup. They too got a first round bye. Took on Philadelphia Heritage with a 3-0 victory in the second round. Went into... Penalties in the third round hosting the United German Hungarians. It went 1-1 through regulation extra time. And it went to penalties 4-3 for Erzgeberg in the shootout. And then their final round match, they took on at home the New Jersey Alliance of the UPSL. The match went scoreless in regulation and extra time. It goes back to penalties again. And they defeat the New Jersey Alliance by a final of four goals to two in the penalty kick shootout after a scoreless draw through regulation and extra time. And then, of course, finally, South Carolina United Heat with a first round bye. They go to the Open Cup for opening round. They were on the road at Mint Hill FC with a 6-1 destruction. Third round is a 4-0 victory for South Carolina United Heat against the Majestic Soccer Club. And then they go on the road to take on the Tennessee Tempo and they defeat their hosts, four goals to two to put them into the opening round of the Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup. What can you say, folks? Excitement, fun, galore. It was absolutely breathtaking. And to, for these five clubs, what a moment this was for them. What a moment this was that they were able to go out and absolutely, absolutely 
get themselves into the promised land that is the U.S. Open Cup. Tons of excitement, tons of fun. Cannot wait. So what is up next for these clubs? Well, for the show, we'll have uh, other people joining me uh, tomorrow. I have uh, my guests for tomorrow's show from Chicago House. We got Peter Wilt for uh, Azteca FC. We got Andy De La Rosa. And now from FC Folsom, I will have on the owner and coach, Dominic Pardo. So we're going to have some fun tomorrow night, of course. And listen, look, there's nothing I can do when no one wants to respond if they don't want to be on the show. Sometimes lost in translation when you're trying to get guests and it happens to me every once in a while, not all the time, once in a while. But the truth is, look, as long as you get to hear who want to be on the show to tell you how excited they are about the Open Cup, how happy they want to be on, you know, to discuss qualifying for the Open Cup, that's all that matters. And hopefully we'll have on Mr. John Ashley at another time. Hopefully we'll have him on to review if he does win uh, his first round match in the Open Cup. We'll have to wait and see when we get there. But, uh, you know, look, these are the breaks. Try to get as many people as you can to come on the show. And when it just doesn't happen, then, uh, you know, what are you going to do? You just got to keep on trudging along, keep uh, fighting. And uh, if they don't want to be in the spotlight, that's fine. It's okay. I understand. But those that do want to be on the, be in the spotlight and they want their clubs to be talked about about this situation, they're more than welcome to come on. So I want to thank my guest tonight. I want to thank Drew Belcher, head, co- head coach of Christos FC, for talking about his club qualifying for the Open Cup. And tomorrow night will be show number two to recap Open Cup qualifying for 2024. My name is Daniel Feuerstein. Thank you very much for listening to me tonight. And as always, please enjoy your football. Thank you. Take care. So long. Have a good night, everybody. And talk to you tomorrow night. Bye-bye for now. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.